This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 361 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Horse husbands and lots of product reviews. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Equisketch and EasySignsOnline.com. Coming up in today's show, we have Timothy Harfield of the Horse Hubby blog. I had a chance to chat with him about his new fun blog. And then also, Jennifer helps us out with an interview that she did all about common mistakes that are made when you're building an outdoor arena and how to avoid those. Plus, uh, Helene and I have some Kickstarter picks of the week and some products that we'd like to talk to you about that that will make listening to our show easier. Welcome to the Stable School, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. Bring you the news through hell or high water While using their tails as their own fly swatters So sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I'm Glenda Geek and I'm Helena B., and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, Helena, have you been riding much up there, or what, what's going on? I haven't heard much about riding lately. Oh, I know. I feel like a dunce. I have not been doing a lot of riding. Uh, I mean, the occasional hack out, you know, down the road, along the trail a little bit, but nothing. Just busy or weather or both? It's a little bit of everything. Summertime is very, very busy here when you live at the beach. So we've had two sets of families, a oh, yeah. wedding. You had a ton of company. <laughs> I, and then then the kids are out of school, and there, there's just been a whole bunch of things. And now it's like, you know, a million degrees. And believe it or not, my work has actually ramped up quite a bit this summer. So I'm putting in close to 40 hours a week, plus all the farm work and all the kids shuffling around. So Sadly, my you are doing the single mom thing time. right now. I know, I know. <laughs> my riding time has suffered because of it, which you know what is fine because the bugs are out and it's super hot. And my horses are like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll get back into it. And there has to be a routine. Like I am definitely a creature of habit. I'm I'm a lot like my horses. I like things to be predictable and to run the same way just about every day. And then, you know, then you can kind of get your life into control and. You can entertain offshoots and tangents here and there comfortably. Um, but when you get, you know, things that are happening that throw you off your schedule, you, you, I get all like crazy. My hair gets on fire. My <laughs> eyes go googie. And the last thing I need to be when I'm like that is in the saddle. So Brody's just like, you're cool, girl. You're cool. You do not need to tack me up. <laughs> Well, uh, I wanted to, I don't know if you got a chance uh, to see it. I had done a letter to the listeners over the weekend 
Um, and I didn't see it until you forwarded the responses to me. Yeah. I was like, what's this? This is very nice. And, and it I was want, well written. And I want to uh, play it for those that aren't on our mailing list because, you know, a very actually a very small percentage of our listeners are actually on the mailing list. Uh, so if you don't mind, I want to play it for everybody here. And it was kind of an open letter I did to the listeners. Unfortunately, I titled it wrong because uh, everybody thought I, we were signing off and calling it quits. <laughs> Apparently, that's the way it looked, and that's not what I meant to do. I know. It was a little scary looking. But I did record it, so you want to take a listen to it? And I want to chat with you a little bit after, okay? So let's take a listen to it. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Glenn the Geek here. I just wanted to share an open letter that I wrote to our listeners that was emailed out over the weekend. And I wanted to make sure I read it on all the shows this week as well. And this is what it says. Good morning, loyal listeners. I apologize for the length of this email. I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for your support over the last seven years. In August, the Horse Radio Network will be entering its eighth year. We have come a long way from 12 downloads after the first three months to over 7 million in 2014. It's all thanks to you, our loyal listeners and auditors. With your help listening to the shows and supporting the sponsors, we have been able to make the Horse Radio Network one of the top podcast networks in the world. We have done that in a relatively small niche market, but a dedicated, addicted market. It is the love of the horse that brings us together into one great big equine family. And with social media, I think that family is even growing closer and closer all the time. One of the missions of the Horse Radio Network was to help cross the discipline and breed divide and to unite the horse world. We hope to open people's eyes and maybe get them to try new things, and we know many of you have. We have more work to do in this area, but we are chipping away at it and will continue. We have been blessed with the best hosts for the shows over the years. They do the shows because they love being with you every week, certainly not for the money. I could not be more appreciative of their efforts and their dedication to their shows. Let's take a look at some of the numbers that you, the hosts, and the sponsors have helped create. 4,176 episodes we've created, which puts us as one of the probably top 10 largest podcasting networks in the world. 130,000 listeners in 92 countries, over 7 million downloads in 2014 alone. We've interviewed over 6,000 guests, had over five, or 600 product reviews, and hundreds of giveaways. Finally, thank you to our fantastic sponsors who have made all this possible over the years. We always say we couldn't do this without our sponsors, and that is true. We have to test and approve all products we endorse, and we bring you only things that we like and use. You can trust when we talk about a product or run a commercial that we believe in that product or it would not be on the air. Thank you for supporting these companies. I'm raising my glass now with whatever adult or non-adult beverage you have. Here is to another seven wonderful years together. Now go ride your horse. And thank you, Helena, for, for all of that. We have our seventh, what is seventh, going into our eighth year now, coming up here in August. 
And uh, when I started putting the numbers together, part of the reason I did that letter is I was doing a speech last night at the uh, Florida Podcasters Association in Tampa. And I was putting the PowerPoint presentation together. By the way, you know how long it's been since I put a PowerPoint presentation together. It's been a long time. And uh, I was putting that together, so I was getting some numbers together and everything. And then I just started realizing, wow, you know, we and and they had more people there last night to watch because we really are one of the leaders in podcasting. Now, none of us are making, uh, you know, I'm certainly not making the most money I've ever made in my life. That is for sure. And, you know, none of the hosts make a lot of money doing this, but we're proud of what we put out and we're we're glad to be with you every week and hopefully provide a little entertainment a little fun uh and helena you have only seen a touch of the letters i'm, I'm compiling it all into one big long email i'm going to send it out to the hosts we probably had 50 or 60 people that wrote us emails over the weekend I'm, i'll be sending all those out to you wow for you to take, <laughs> take a read of um i just there was just so many i couldn't keep up but uh thank you to everybody who sent nice comments and nice notes and we really appreciate that uh it's been a lot of fun doing this with you over the years and and we're really proud of the fact that we truly are one of the leaders in in the podcasting world there's very few I, as i said we're there's probably five or six that I can figure out networks that have produced as much content as we have interviewed as many guests as we have, uh, have as many shows as we have <laughs> and really have a bunch of hosts who really get along well, enjoy each other and have fun doing what they're doing. So, you know, that's kind of neat. I don't know any other place that that happens. So, it, and you know, it's in the little tiny niche market of the horse world, which in the scope of things is pretty small. Uh, and that's okay. We like to live there. You know, yeah. we don't need to be big fish in a big pond. We we love our pond very much and <laughs> and the fellow fish that we swim in our pond with. You know, it's um the horse world is a niche market, but I think it's a lifestyle thing. And you know, there are golfers and there are boaters and there are horse people and we really it's a great place to live. It's well, a great place to live among people who you sh- who share your passion. I had a conversation with uh, a guy the other day who, and I'm trying to remember the name of this place, and I cannot remember it for the life of me right now. I have to look it up. But he runs, he actually has a very similar network to ours. It's probably the closest that I could find to the way we operate. Mm -hmm. And uh, his is all about uh, microbreweries. So he has five or six different shows on the network, but it's all about beer. (laughs) (laughs) you know passion is like a magnet it it draws people to it and you can build an entire you can you can focus your life around it and again i think that's an okay thing because your passion is like the food it 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 feeds you it it gives you energy it it keeps you going gives you reason to get up every day and then to share that with somebody else, like whether it's beer or horses, although beer and horses is kind of fun too. You know, you put those <laughs> together, you can double your pleasure. But I, like, you know, when we started this thing, there was all we had was a little passion and a good sense of humor. <laughs> and, and that's pretty much all we still And it was have. only because <laughs> Helene and I liked hanging out together every week that it continued because that was about the only thing we had at that point. You know, we, we wanted had... to call ourselves the voice of the horse world, if you remember right, when we first started, but we did, we thought that was too arrogant at that point because we really weren't, you know? It's true. Um, we, we, were, we were the voice of nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we, we were, were the our voice voices and that was we it. We were the voice of hope. 
But you know what? After about four years and we had all the shows going and everything, we said, yeah, now I think we can say that, that we're the leader in the space and, and uh, in, in, in our vertical market, the horse world. And, and I think we still are. There's no question about that. But uh, And thanks to you. Thanks to the listeners. We really appreciate you. And we're glad you're here every week. And it's a lot of fun to have them participate. You know, for example, when we had um, our friends from the New Market, uh, I'm going to totally butcher this, Middleton Valley Hounds, is that what yes, it was? Yes, last <laughs> week, yeah. Um, you, you know, they're listeners and, and friends of ours and auditors. And so this isn't just about us. It's not a, you know, it's not a one-to-many broadcast. It is now truly interactive. We're involving our friends and our fellow horse lovers. So that's the thing that I like the best. You know, we've attracted this, these friendships. Well, and you know, I've heard from many, 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 many listeners saying, you, you guys are part of our family now because we listen to you. We know about your lives and, and, you know, and the listeners are really part of ours too. Uh, you know, we've made a lot of friends. And I know one of the coolest things that's happened, in my opinion, and this is thanks partly to Facebook also, is there's a ton of listeners now that have made friends with other listeners. And they don't even live near each other. They pretty much have nothing in common except they like the shows and they become friends. And I see them talking on Facebook, and that really warms my heart uh, to know because that was the whole mission. That is our mission statement is to unite the horse world. So good, uh, good for you guys for doing that too. Well, let's get on with the show. What do you think? I'm ready to go. I'm All ready right. to do it. Here we go. We're going to be starting with one of our sponsors, and then we're coming back. I had a little horse husband geek out time. I didn't even let you in on this interview. Screw you. You're not allowed. Um, this was with Timothy Harfield of Horse Hubby Blog. It's a new blog that's out there. I absolutely love this. I read it all. The, everything he writes, I read. He is a great writer, and he happens to be the husband of three-day eventer Elisa Wallace, who's a top, if you're a new listener to the Horse Radio network uh you might not know her if you've been around a while you know exactly who elisa wallace is she has trained mustang she's the one that competes mustangs in eventing oh yeah okay. has been a guest on our show a number of shows here on the horse radio network uh she's a top level advanced eventer and her husband is writing this blog now and it's so good he's kind of taken the horse hubby thing by storm and i said you got to come on the show so we had a little horse hubby you know geek out and i want you to hear <laughs> that right now Easy Signs Online is the official sign company of the Horse Radio Network. This week's product highlight are their personalized nameplates. Perfect for horse stalls, tack rooms, lockers, bedroom doors, dog kennels, or whatever you can think of. Choose from hundreds of online graphics to further customize the nameplates from EasySignsOnline.com. Made from one half inch thick solid PVC signboard, these colorful and unique one sided nameplates are three and a half inches by 16 inches and are designed for durability, long-term indoor or outdoor use. They are only $39.95 each. And remember, free shipping on most orders over $100. Visit them at EasySignsOnline.com. Well, hi, Tim. Welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Hey there, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You are doing a terrific job. Being America's horse husband, I have to take a look at anything that's horse husband related. Um, and I officially approve. <laughs> I appreciate that. Not that, that you cared, much, but you. I wanted to tell you that anyway. So, yeah, I, you're I doing do. a terrific job with your blog. 
Yeah, thank you. It, it seems to have, um, you know, it began as kind of a, a lark, uh, but it has really taken off. And in fact, today we made a, uh, we have a, a, a high point, the most recent interview with Jamal um, Awad, Holly Bennett. Yep. Husband uh, has has made. Uh, I think we're over three thousand hits just for the day. So it's really taken off in the last few weeks. Well, Jamal was on with us uh, for one of our horse husbands episodes that we have done in the past, and uh, so he, you know, longtime listeners of this show will remember him. Uh, he was a terrific guest, nice guy, super nice guy. Now, tell me, you're you're obviously a horse husband. Did you marry into this, or were you into horses before? Not at all. I, I'm uh, I'm very very new to to horses. I barely touched one before I met Alisa. And how long have you two been together? Like totally together? And then we'll 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 ask how how long you've been married. Sure. <laughs> well, we met in 2010, so we're going on five years. Um, and then we were uh, uh, married in 2013. So we've been married. So almost two years. We're just going on. We're about to celebrate our our two year anniversary in October. Well, as you know, we've interviewed Elisa on on several of our shows many, many times. And so, I, what I want to do though is for people who haven't heard the interviews with Elisa, I want to give people an idea of what you married into, um, because what you you married into an intense horsewoman. I sure did. She she's the most passionate uh, person I know, second to none. She is. She events. She trains Mustangs. You know, she does everything that's the most dangerous things you can do in the horse world, which must make you feel great sometimes. Um, I know I married an eventer, too, so I know what that's like. Um, but, you know, she is so passionate and so into everything that she's doing. And, of course, she comes from a horsey family. So not only did you marry uh, a wife that was into horses, the whole bloody family's into horses. That's uh, true. I, you know, and I, I couldn't have asked for a better father-in-law. Rick Wallace, who's, you know, the team all of Vinci down Tallahassee, is, uh, is a really strong supporter of both Elisa and me, um, but also has helped me to navigate the equestrian world in a way that, uh, that I've, I've really appreciated. Um, now, are you full-time at the farm, or do you have a, do you have a full-time job as well? Oh, heck no. I work for a living. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Can I ask what you do? Absolutely. Um, I knew somebody had to pay director. the bills. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. That, well, you know, my, my favorite expression is that um, uh, horses are a great way to make a small fortune. You start with a large fortune, and yep. then you get into horses. That's true. <laughs> um, so I, I'm a project director at Georgia State University in the Office of Enrollment Management and Student Success. Essentially what I do is I look at student data, uh, use that as a basis for um, – identifying students as students at risk, and then developing interventions to increase their chances of success through the degree. Okay, cool. Well, that's about as far away from a, a cleaning a stall as you can get. It is and it isn't. Uh, it is different from cleaning stalls, to be sure. I'm far more clean at the end of the day than Elisa is. <laughs> um, but it relates to sort of the way in which I can support Elisa insofar as uh, because I do have a strong background in, in analytics, uh, I also have a market research background and a marketing background, and so to take my experience and to bring it into uh, uh, 
my life with Elisa has allowed me to live alongside her in a way that supplements what she does and supports what she does without actually uh, getting in her way. Well, I'll so, tell you, you've uh, done. We make a great partnership. You've both done a great job because uh, Elisa is one of the best at marketing herself uh, as a writer. And... No, she's terrible at it. Well, totally... well, no, there you go. And, and, this is what I, and this is what I love about her is that Elisa is the worst person in the world when it comes to self promotion. For her, when you ask her about herself, the first thing she'll do is is point to her horses. You know. Uh, uh, from time to time, people have asked her to do selfies. The selfies are always feature other people in the photograph. She's the first person <laughs> to, to point elsewhere and to sort of praise her horses, to praise those around her, and the least uh, likely person to sort of take credit and to praise herself, which is why um, uh, it, it's so easy to, to promote what she does because she's so humble and she's so sincere. So she's incredibly passionate. Um, uh, but she does it for the sake of being excellent, for the sake of her horses and for the sake of, of uh, excelling at her craft. And so when you have something as excellent as Elisa Wallace, well, it makes it very easy to uh, uh, to sell her, so to speak. <laughs> well, you do a good job. You do a good job. Uh, she, she's a lot of fun, and we, we certainly enjoy having her on the shows. And, you know, she's motivated Jamie, the co-host of The Morning Show, to get a Mustang, which uh, she, you know, wasn't going to do years ago. Motivated her to do that. She's having fun. She's right out at, right now out at Monty Roberts' place with her Mustang, getting some training and working with Monty on it. So I mean, you can't ask for for better than that. And uh, that was all I think as a result of Elisa uh, putting it in her head. So oh, and pestering her. I follow that saga. Every time she's on their show, she tested Jamie. Oh, yes, she did. So that, that was, it was great to see her, Kate. You know what? That that uh, Mustang, too, that Jamie has, I think, uh, in the end, is going to end up being a nice little event horse. So, uh, you know, there you go. It all works out. Unsurprising. Unsurprising. Right? Yep. Well, you know, she does a great job. You're doing a great job. So what do you want to do with this blog? Where do you see it going? What do you see it becoming? And, and give out the address again. Okay, so... The blog is horsehubby.com. And I, again, I have to give credit to my wife for, for that. Uh, I was playing with the different things. and She's, she's uh, good at a lot of things. She's also good at naming things. And I think a lot of equestrians really like to put names on things. And Alisa uh, loves to do that. So she was able to name the blog horsehubby.com. What sort of motivated it, if I'm sort of absolutely honest, is boredom. Um, uh, what drives Alisa's passion, what drives me is the desire, the strong desire not to be bored. Well, you're and a good so writer, day, too. You're a good writer. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I also have a PhD, so I sort of write for a living. Yeah, I mean, um, you really, you, you can tell that you're a good writer, you're, you're entertaining, it's fun. Uh, I didn't know you had a PhD. You're a doc? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a doctor in philosophy, of all things. I have a doctor oh, really? in philosophy, philosophy. And what's funny is that when Elise and I first met, in the early stages of our, of our relationship, I was actually teaching uh, a course at Emory University on the philosophy of love and friendship. And so I used my class as I, I Okay, so I, I shamelessly used my class as a way of vetting Elisa as a partner, and I used Elisa for material upon which to draw uh, to sort of explicate certain concepts in the classroom. So it was, 
it was really nice to <laughs> I'm going to say, though, you're not a very good doctor. You went through all of that, and you still ended up with a horse girl. I don't know, Tim. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, it has certainly absolutely, absolutely enriched my life. Um, I'm absolutely a better person for it. So what Hor- sort of Horse manure will do that. It's a great fertilizer. Uh, you know what PhD stands for, Glenn? What? Piled higher, higher and deeper. <laughs> So, so I, I leave one one pile, and I, I return home to another. But I love them both dearly. <laughs> She's great. You guys, uh, I, well, congratulations again on the blog. And, you know, I started a page on Facebook, and I'm going to make you an administrator so you can cross-promote your page. Uh, because we don't do much with it. It's called Horse Husbands Unite. And uh, we ju- we started it as a lark for a place for horse husbands to get together and really, you know, say whatever we felt. But the problem is almost all the horse, you know, it's mostly women who joined to see what we were saying. So it kind of uh, defeated the purpose. Right. So if I could sort of say a little bit about, about so I sort of joke, I'm half serious and half joking when I say that uh, what sort of motivated the site was boredom. Uh, what ultimately is propelling the site and what I hope to do with it uh, is... Um, use it as a place for developing community for basically making connections. So for making connections between people who are in love with horse people, you know, and more broadly speaking, that includes, you know, men, women, siblings, friends, fathers, all that other stuff. Um, so forming connections between that and also cultivating uh, excellent relationships between uh, uh, people and their horse uh, relationships. So between between men and their horse wives or prospective partners, so forming excellent con- connections uh, that way is sort of a real strong sort of motivator for that. Um, like you, I've got just started. So that, that's just a very broad sort of way of viewing it. The more sort of specific view is to really focus on on horse husbands because you know you go to a horse show. Oh, we're still it's still ninety five percent. You know it's. It's, right. Yeah. And but, but you go to horse shows and like, Glenn, did you grow up around horses? No, I married it? into it thirty years ago. Right. And so you remember, you know, going to your first horse show or two or, or three and feeling absolutely lost. Yes. And so I remember that. I, I still show. go and I'm somewhat lost. So. Well, right. <laughs> and so, so you, you you see these poor these poor suckers who are sort of like don't know what to do with the horses, don't know what to do with themselves when they're not involved, you know, and it's, and you, you feel, because you're, you were there and you are there. So I want to sort of provide uh, wisdom from other horse husbands, you know, uh, uh, Jamal is like an excellent example. Um, uh, people who have sort of walked through it, uh, Brian Rutledge is also a, another excellent one, especially as, as people start looking to have new kids. And so, uh, to sort of provide guidance and support, but also, you know, I'm also thinking of a uh, as a way of creating a network of drinking buddies, so to speak. Well, you know, you know you're at a horse show. There you go. And you're not by yourself. You know, I always thought that we could build a tent, put some TVs in there, some couches, set up a bar, and we could make a fortune at horse shows. I agree. I absolutely agree. The hubby hut. Yes, that's I, I right. Gave away my idea. But, that's right. Or, or your idea. We, we can share it. Do you think we ought to get it? We ought to get a tenant Rolex. I'm telling you, we could make money. I'm telling you. But see, on the one hand, yeah, that sounds great. But at the end of the day, what's really driving me is is uh, uh, just supporting the community, right? Supporting husbands who are sort of 
Uh, I don't want to call them necessarily heroes, but they're definitely part of the team, uh, but often unsung and unsung in, in, the, in, in the background. So I want to sort of um, uh, promote them, develop a community, and, and that's sort of the real driver behind it, is forming community, forming those connections, and providing a really valuable service to the equestrian community in general because it affects everybody. What's the website again? www.horsehubby.com Horsehubby.com Thank you so much, Tim. Glenn the Geek here. The life of horse person is hard enough, and we all hate doing the required paperwork, and unfortunately many of us never get around to it, and it just piles up on our desk. That is about to change thanks to the Equisketch Records app for your iPhone or iPad. My wife and I use it to track our horses, and we absolutely love this thing. Equisketch Records is the most thorough and complete equestrian records app on the market today. We love this app because you can track your farrier work, your dental, your Coggins, medicines, worming, and so much more. And you can get reminders on your device when all of these things are due. You'll never forget a worming or shots or farrier visit again. But it not only tracks your horse, you can also manage your horse shows, including individual events. You can manage riders, including lessons and memberships and so much more. And you can sync it between your iPhone and your iPad, and all of this for the price of a couple of cups of coffee from Starbucks. Search for Equisketch Records in the iOS App Store or go to Equisketch.com. That's E-Q-U-I-S-K-E-T-C-H.com. Equisketch.com. All right, coming up next, uh, we got a little help from my wife, Jennifer. And by the way, happy anniversary, Jennifer. It, tomorrow is our 27th wedding anniversary. Wow. Yeah, so happy anniversary to her. We're going to go, we're going to do, I surprised her, didn't tell her uh, when I gave her her card for our anniversary. I, I had in there a picture of the hotel. We're going to be going to Daytona Beach for the weekend and here in the waves. So we're looking forward to that. You know what I want to do? It's on my bucket list. I've never done it. Maybe you've done it, is ride a tandem bike. I've never ridden a tandem I might have done it when I was like a little? teenager down yeah. at the Jersey Shore or something. Yeah. I've never done it. Always wanted to do it. It's probably not as fun as it looks, so we'll find out. <laughs> it, no, I think it's fun, if I okay. can remember correctly. I think it's pretty fun. You know, it requires cooperation. I figure working together for 27 years, we probably can pedal at the same speed. So yeah. we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, but uh, anyway, so we're doing that over the weekend. We're very excited to be getting away from the four walls here. So, so uh, she helped us put this uh, interview together along with Lindsay White from Riders for Helmets. And they had a friend. We have a friend by the name of Glennie Walford from Martin Collins, USA. They're the footing company. What and a cool name, Glennie. I know. Glennie. Yep, that's her name. She's, she's, she's probably a delightful like, lady, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like super smart. Yeah. Like maybe she might be magical too, and she understands everything there is to know about arenas. And they put a, an article together: the ten co- most common mistakes when building an outdoor arena. <gasps> so oh, I need to listen to this. I asked the two of them to put this together, and and uh, they did that. So that's what this is. So we've got a very special guest on the show today, Glennie Walford of Martin Collins USA. Martin Collins is the leading surface provider around the globe. So thank you so much, Glennie, for joining us. No, thank you very much for the invitation. Delighted to be here. And for our listeners, could you possibly tell them a little bit about your background, how long you've been with Martin Collins, and what you do? Sure. Um, Well, I've been with the company now for 24 years. 
uh, based in the UK to begin with, and then got involved with Europe and overseas. And overall responsibility now for Martin Collins USA, which covers everything basically from working with our approved contractors on construction to providing arena footing. Wonderful. And I know you're going to talk to us a little bit about uh, today about a topic that comes up very frequently, so I am told. And that is the common mistakes that can be easily avoided when building an equestrian arena. Um, so I think to, to set off with, I know um, some people had questions about the quantity or quality of stone, if you can maybe expand on that and elaborate. Okay, use of stone. We build on a level free draining base. And that is to say we don't we don't um, rely upon horizontal drainage. We work on vertical drainage. So ideally surface water is going to permeate through your footing, through the underlying layers, into a series of drains, so that the surface water is taken away from your arena, so to give you a consistent ride. Stone is important to ensure that the stone is clean. You don't want any stone that has got what we call fines or debris in it because that will, in time, render the drainage impervious. So you want a clean stone. But if we talk about the layers first, you're going to start off obviously with a level base that's your earth and most arenas are on what we call a cut and fill and a cut and fill is literally taking from the high spot and leveling out the lower spot so you end up with a level arena these level bases now are becoming much more common uh, we most people are moving away from you know quite severe falls where they rely on the fall to take the water away and of course in doing so, it takes part of the footing away, yeah. <laughs> which then renders the footing uneven and unlevel. And also do, uh, crowns, domes, very difficult to maintain a ring with that. And again, you know, you're relying upon the water hitting the top of the crown and draining off all the way around it. So good news is the trend is, is thank goodness, moving away from that. But the danger points that I would say are with the drainage system, sub-base. If it is a clay, heavy clay subsoil, it is not going to drain. You need a land drain or, or French drain, as I've just described, to take the water away. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, water just does not drain through clay. Nope. So <laughs> it's, it's important to know your own sub-base. Secondly, the stone must be clean. And then once you move, you start moving up from the drainage layer, I would say, you know, think about the membranes that you're using. Go for tough ones um, that, that come from a reputable supplier. And we use a very good supplier just outside Cincinnati, the U.S. fabrics who are very, very good. Um, and then if you're going to put your stone base in, ensure that it's clean stone. Ensure that it's level. And the top membrane, ensure that it is heat flame welded so it can't come apart and start rising up through the surface and that it is attached around that retaining board or constraining board so that it's not going to shrink back and come up along the edges. 
and then also ensure that you know the footing is down and it's it's compacted and it's level throughout so you don't end up with two inches in one place and six inches in another right right great brilliant points on drainage there so if we move on now to fencing um and what advice do you have on fencing Lenny? fencing well this really is a very personal item and I've learned a lot actually over the years being here because in England we always tend to just go with the standard post and rail fencing three rail or we have what we call dressage fencing which are the two two by eight boards with a little capping on the top which finishes it off quite nicely here there are a a multitude of, of different types of fencing some work better in some areas than others you know, timber obviously isn't going to adapt well um, to a very humid climate. So if you are going to use timber, ensure that it's what we call tannalized or weatherproofed. Again, you it's it's our always our recommendation that an arena is fenced purely from the, the safety aspect. But some people only like to have their two constraining boards. Some people like their fencing. Some people have what I call a hip height fencing, uh, common a lot in um, show facilities, and also a lot of people install that in Florida, which you know, which looks super. Um, there are other types of fencing on the market now. Uh, this plastic fencing that, that these companies are selling, which is supposed to be maintenance-free, and they should be able to cope with UV rays, etc. So. I, I always find fencing is a very personal thing. So we always try and work alongside the client, and but just advise them accordingly. But for us, that post and rail fencing is really based on safety. Perfect. So what about um, building at the wrong time of year or in the wrong conditions? Okay. Depends, of course, where you are. Um, but go for what would be favorable weather. You don't want to get all your machinery out there and find that you've hit it's sort of a monsoon season and, and you can't get a piece of machinery on the ground. We're experiencing this at the moment with the crazy rainfall that we've been having. Um, and as I say today, we're actually out leveling an arena that we haven't been able to get onto for, you know, several months. So go for a favorable time of year, but also have in the back of your mind to, to watch that long long term weather forecast. So don't go don't go building something, you know, when you know the rainfall's gonna be heavy and you run the risk of getting your machinery stuck. Trucks can't get in to the property. That's another big thing to consider. When you're going to build this arena, think about your access. Can trucks get in? Some people can take the eighteen wheeler bigger tractor trailers and that actually cuts down on the expense because they can get more tons on board per truck so it's going to be less expensive than if you have to go for what they call uh, dump trucks you know that can take slightly less smaller get onto a tighter access much more easily so think about all those sorts of things and what about incorrect cut and fill can you firstly explain that what what that is and then just Give us a bit of some tips on that. Yeah, your your professional installer will come along and he will look at the the site on which you're wanting to build and he will laser level it. So he will get a datum point and then he will go around with the laser, 
to the size that you want to construct the arena, and he will tell you what that ball is. And if it's not too severe, then it's not it's not a bad place to be. And then he will explain to you that what he's going to do is he's going to cut from the high area and push to the low area. So if you take a center point on the arena that you know is level, and, and his laser will tell him that, and then from below, from beyond that point, it starts to drop off. So he's going to push from the high spot to that center level and then spread out the lower level to bring it all up even. Does, does that make sense? So it's all, your eye is, is, is one thing, but a laser is another. Great. That's some wonderful tips. Um, gosh, there's so much to think about when you're building an arena. <laughs> well, there is, a, there is a lot to it and it is a big expense. And we do say make a checklist. We try and keep it as simple as possible, but as clear and concise as possible. And if you're going to employ a professional installer, you don't want to be standing out there watching him at each one of these strategic points, checking to see if, you know, if he's doing it correctly. That's why you're, you're paying a professional installer to do the job. So it is critical that whoever you choose, you check them out thoroughly, takes time, might make some phone calls, cost you some petrol in traveling, but do it and, and speak to existing clients so that they, they'll tell you exactly how they found him to work with, um, what his, um, his code of ethics were, and were they happy with what he did for them? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think definitely we're hearing loud and clear from that, Jennifer, that you have to work with a professional anytime you're thinking about an arena. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that um, saving early costs later kind of a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's yeah. a long term investment. You're not building a riding arena so that the last two or three years you're really building a riding arena that you're hoping to last a generation. Yeah, true. Absolutely right. Wonderful. Absolutely right. Well, thank you so much for the great tips today, Glynny. And if anyone has questions on Martin Collins footing, I know they can go to martincollinsusa.com to learn more about the footings. And I think there's also a, a free footing guide that's available as well. Um, so if yes, you can just provide, provide your email address, Glynny, and then if anyone wants to obtain the complimentary footing guide that covers a lot of great information on footings. Yeah, sure. It's it's just my name, which is Glynny Walford, spelt G-L-Y-N-N-I-E-W-A-L-F, as in Frank, O-R-D, at Martin Collins, and that's two L's, martincollins.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show and sharing all of that wealth of information on footings today, Glenny. We really appreciate having had you on. and. Um, Take note, people, if you're building an arena, work within a professional, check out the Martin Collins website and make sure you're not having to rectify costly mistakes later on. Well, thank you very much indeed. And yes, as you say, um, it's, a, it's a big investment. Do it once and do it right. Well, coming up next, we have my Kickstarter pick of the week.
And before we get started with the pick, Helena, I thought we'd do a review of two of them that we've talked about so far, because as you know, Kickstarters kind of ac- have expiration dates. Uh-huh. And the first one I did was the mag belt. Remember, that was the belt that has a magnet in it, so it's adjustable by magnet, and yep. you don't have to worry about holes or any of that anymore. And I kind of thought it was cool, so I ended up getting one. <laughs> I ordered, I actually put in for one. Well, I wrote to the guys from Magbelt and told them that we had done this little uh, thing with them, uh, for them, and they wrote back. And uh, we listened to the Stable Scoop show and loved the feature. Thank you so much for putting us on your show. Mike and I both come from horse-owning families. Wow! Who knew? You know what it is? You know what it is? Yeah. Innovation. Innovation. When you have horses, you're constantly thinking about ways to make your life easier and less smelly. (laughs) Well, he says Mike's mom actually commented to us that our patent-pending tightening system would work great for horse blankets. We're currently working on a prototype, and we'll let you know once we get it figured out. So there you go. Thank you for your support. So you never know who you're going to meet, right? Um, Horse blankets. Isn't that cool? Well, this is how well they've done. (laughs) I think they had maybe $25,000 or something when we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. they had they had just started the campaign, so it had a lot of days left, like twenty seven days left. Yeah. Well, it's they had a goal of seventy five hundred dollars, and with Kickstarter, you have to reach the goal, or they don't get any money at all. Everything just cancels. Right. Well, they're up to three hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars. Wow. With six thousand six hundred and eighty seven backers. With three days to go. So, yes, they've made their goal. <laughs> I don't wow. think they have to sew the belts on the sewing machine in the living room anymore. They can probably get a factory to help them. And it looks like this one is definitely going through. So, well, let me ask you a question. Do you have to pay the money back on Kickstarter or is this like, are these donations? These are donations. Now, and the, the, you're taking a risk because if they never do it, you're out your money. So, if they like fizzle, you're kind of out your money. So you're really supporting them to get started and to create a business. And then you're hoping that they actually do. Now, usually what happens is if you get this kind of backing, you know, they're creating the business. Now, if it's a total outright fraud, let's say they never had intended to do this, and Kickstarter finds out about it, then they go after them, they cancel all the cards, they refund all the money. So Kickstarter will come in in, in cases of total fraud. Uh, okay. But now, they, if they send you the product and it's kind of crappy, that's a chance you took. Um, so that is a risk you take because you're really it's a it's a crowdfunding campaign. So you're not buying a product; you're helping fund a campaign, and they happen to give you a perk of uh, whatever it is. They'll tell you if you pledge this much, you get you get this as a perk, and that perk is you know in this case you get a mag belt, right? So. But anyway, they did very well on this one. Congratulations to the guys. They sound like a couple of great guys, and it looks like they might actually be working on something horsey in the future. So so that's cool. <sighs> Spread the love. Now, do you remember last week we, t- we really made a lot of fun and talked about the one that was called the Slip Cup? And it was for playing beer pong, so you didn't get your, your ping pong ball wet uh, when playing beer pong. Remember that one? Yeah. Well, they have now funded the campaign. They have 13 days to go, and they've raised, out of $70,000 goal, they've raised almost $100,000. Oh, my God. 
because there's a lot of drunks out there who apparently don't get getting germs in their beer. So, <laughs> so if you missed that one, go back and listen to past episodes. So there's a couple updates on what I thought it'd be fun to do updates on one we've actually talked about too. You know, see. I'm like I'm drooling over the money these people are getting. <laughs> I, I, I and and my sweetheart has a, an entire career lending money to small business startups. Yeah, you know? little amounts of money that they have to beg for and p- submit tons <laughs> of paperwork. It's, it's the paperwork. No <laughs> yeah. kidding. No kidding. Yeah, you know, they are putting their wares out of there. Yeah. Okay, you know well, the next one's going to drive you insane, then, in that case. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so this week's, well, you want, why don't I just play the video? Okay. <laughs> this week's pick. There's a little song in here at the beginning, so we'll let him get through that. Yeah, this one's going to make your uh, boyfriend want to quit his job. <laughs> uh the giant unicorn lamp is a magical lamp that enhances the ambience in your living space. She said giant unicorn lamp. That's what a she said. A great companion for any late night browsing on the web. No more reading in the dark. The giant unicorn lamp can easily add an elegant and sophisticated atmosphere to any living space. Oh my god. <laughs> you saw oh the picture? Oh my god. It is also a multicolor changing LED lamp. Oh, it changes colors. Featuring wireless remote it's control that can change colors. Wireless remote button. control. <laughs> so, I don't know. Can you describe this? It kind of looks like a Stay Puff Marshmallow man, uh, unicorn, right? It is adorable. <laughs> oh my god! They have a small one too. Yeah, they have a mini unicorn lamp. So they have the giant unicorn lamp. It's about two feet tall, and it's very puffy. How would you describe this? Uh, it's it's a. Uh, a cartoonish kind of unicorn yeah, lamp. It's, it's a, it's a not realistic, you know, cartoonish. No, puffy. it's really cartoonish. A little anime. It's a little anime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And very but in, puffy. In that <laughs> totally anime. Oh my god, the picture with the little girl. This this unicorn's a little crusty. Probably needs a diet. <laughs> it's very crusty. Yeah, he's a little crusty, and his his legs are his his. He has no <laughs> legs. Pony, his yeah. hooves come right out of his belly. <laughs> he is absolutely adorable. And it's, All right, it's, so it's actually a lamp. Yeah, it has a light a in it. LEDs but in it. it. Yeah. It's you know for somebody who's for, uh, the the graphic designer in me is really likes the softness and the simplicity of the lines of the design. It's um. It's it's not obtrusive. It's not busy. So it could really it, it could actually it could go in a kid's room, but it could be a really neat contemporary um, piece in someone's, you know, transitional room. It, it, it can work anywhere. Well, it comes with a remote control and you can get flash mode. You can have your, your unicorn flashing. You can get strobe mode. You can have your unicorn strobing fade mode, smooth mode and 16 different solid colors you can get in your lamp. It's really cute, and it's and it's only like fourteen ninety nine. No, what? that's where you're incorrect. You're not reading the ah. pledges correctly. The yeah. mini unicorn light you could you could pledge fifteen dollars and get one of those, but to get one of the large giant uni lamps, oh yeah, is eighty five dollars. Oh, still not bad. You think? Uh, now they're yeah. all gone. By the way, the eighty five dollar level is all gone. Or the so uh, no they oh wait a minute you still can get one giant uni lamp uh, 
It says it's $125 value for $85 if you order now. Estimated delivery November of 2015. That's the other thing about putting your money up for these is they haven't manufactured them yet. That's why they're raising the money. So you, they tell you an estimated ship date. So you would hopefully have your giant unicorn lamp in time for Christmas if you know anybody that wants a giant unicorn. I am in love with this company. Why do you do this to me? You, 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 I, I thought it was absolutely things. ridiculous and silly, but now you love it. See, there's the well, difference. Well, not only do I love it, but here's the thing. Okay, so now you click on their website and you go to the other things that they make. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, I'm crushing on this company big time. They make a skull teaspoon. A skull teaspoon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really cool. And they make a bunny tail cotton ball dispenser. And they make a giant <laughs> octopus mug. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What is a Smoko Incorporated? S-M-O-K-O Incorporated. And, and okay, this I have to get, but it's sold out. You need to, you need to hook up with these people and get me one of these. A robot cleaning ball. It's like a fuzzy ball that's a robot. <laughs> Oh my God. I like I sell, like the egg and toast salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> the Earth Night Light is cool. They have garden critter solar lights. What a fun, what a wonderful, okay, all my silliness aside, what an imaginative product line that they have. Yeah, it because is, one of them is a book called How to Swear Around the World. <laughs> it, it's the perfect balance of sweet and innocent and fun and punk. <laughs> like they have a jellyfish. Bath light. And I'm the unicorn. See, the giant unicorn just completely fits with their brand. Well, they've done okay. Their goal was $28,500. They have 12 days to go. And they currently have a 1,411 backers for $96,000. So I oh think the gosh. giant unicorn lamp was a hit. Yeah, good for them. These guys are great. Go out and support them. The giant unicorn lamp. See, that was sort of horsey. I found one that was sort of horsey. Uh. Now you got. Now you've you've given me something else to do besides my work. There you go. I need to go and search Kickstarter. <laughs> you know, you can spend. You can. By the way, you can waste a lot of time searching Kickstarter. Trust me. Trust me. What did I just say? Thank you for giving you me something else to distract me from my work. All right, let's do our tack and habit pick of the week. There's a product that uh, we've actually tested out. So we're and it's going to help you listen to our shows. This Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by Flirting with the World. Find us online at flirtingwiththeworld.com. It's a blog for women, men, horse lovers, not horse lovers, although if you're a horse lover, you'll really appreciate it a lot more. Fashion, style, romance, how to flirt, how to not get yourself all messed up and crazy. There's all kinds of fun stuff. Go to flirtingwiththeworld.com and join us for a fun and lively discussion. Well, my review is something I've had for about a month now. I absolutely love it. It will help you listen to our shows. If you listen to our show through your phone, no matter which player you use or if you use our app then, or iTunes or whatever, you know that you have to wear earbuds because phone speakers are not very loud. Well, so I thought when we go out to the pool, 
it would be nice to have a speaker that we could actually hear music and actually hear podcasts or whatever. And also, when we go out to the barn, and I, I don't like always wearing my earphones. It's so hot here that you just don't want to wear be wearing anything, to be honest with you. But we don't want to be wearing my earphones all the time, and they get caught when I'm cleaning stalls or doing stuff, you know, the wire and all that stuff. So I just wanted to have a speaker. And that's what I found. I tried the Jam Plus. That's J-A-M Plus wireless Bluetooth speaker. And it's a little round thing. It's a little round cylinder. It's about four inches high and about four inches round in circumference. And it it is very loud. The sound quality is really, really good. And the thing I like about this is the battery seems to last about four or five hours in it. And then you just recharge it in a normal micro USB charging, any micro USB charging cable you can use. And one of the cool things about this is it does pick up to about 30 feet away. So I can I can actually have the phone on me, walk around the house, and the speaker's still going. Uh, it goes pretty loud. It, you can hear it very well at the pool. You can hear it very well in the house. It makes me sound wonderful because I've listened to my podcast podcast before and it kind of gives me a deep richer voice which i I like yeah it makes me sound great you sound terrible on it but i sound terrific what (laughs) Uh. (laughs) i really like this little speaker it's like uh 35 bucks on amazon uh you can get them for yeah i've seen them in the store for 40 some amazon has them in the 30s and they come in multitude of colors i got the blue one you can get them in like 10 different colors so it's called the Jam Plus Wireless Bluetooth Speaker. The other thing I really liked about it, my last thing is when you turn it on, there's a button on the bottom, you just push the button, and it's it tells you, there's a voice that comes on and says, powering on. It tells mm-hmm. you how much battery you have left. Okay. The little voice. And then it says uh, it says it's pairing uh, Bluetooth, uh, pairing with the Bluetooth device, and then it tells you paired, and then the sound just comes on. So when you hit play on your Bluetooth device, everything comes through it. Now, if you get a phone call, guess what comes through it? Your phone call. So uh, you will hear your your the other end of the conversation through the Bluetooth speaker. You have to turn it off at that point. But it really does work. It has a volume control on the Bluetooth speaker which is really nice. So uh, you can turn it up or down. I like it. I think it works great. It's very loud, and and it pairs beautifully. It doesn't have any trouble. It's never had trouble finding Bluetooth pairing, which sometimes is a pain in the butt. No kidding. Yeah. 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 Cannot find device. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. No device is down. You're like, I know. Shut up and find it. That's your job. (laughs) That's your job. What am I paying you for? You said you had one. You tried um, I do, and I have the Beatbox. Oh yeah, version. how did that work? It's good, and it's actually um, it, it it's great. It, it pairs up very nicely with um either an iPhone or an Android. I, so again, that's a you know getting it working is kind of key to liking it. Um, not box beat Beatbox. What the heck is the name it's, of it? What's is it Beats by Dre? Is it one of those Beats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. B e a t z Beats. You know, B-A-T-S, right? uh, you know what? You probably do have a beatbox. Yeah. Um, you Urban have a beatbox, hi-fi, wireless Bluetooth. Is it kind of rectangular in size and has a like target symbol on the front? Yep. That's yep, it. Yep. yep, yep. That's a okay. beatbox 203. Urban hi-fi. beats. That's what yep. it is. Urban yep. beats. Yep. Yep. So, um, anyway, we love it. It's really, it, and you can take it outside. It's not really rectangular. This is the outdoor version. Okay. So, um, and I don't want to say it's weatherproof, but it's, you know, weather resistant Resistant, sort of thing. Don't dunk it Um, in the pool. Don't dunk it in the pool. And it's got this like hard 
but soft, like this thick rubber coating all around it. Okay. So if you accidentally knock it off the table while you're on your way to the grill, while you're listening to music and trying to grill up some fish for dinner, you know, for your family who's visiting from New York, <laughs> it won't <laughs> smash into a million pieces. You've done that. <laughs> Who, me? So, yeah. So anyway, the, the but having the the wireless remote speaker, I, I thought it was like a luxury. It's an absolute necessity now. We take this thing everywhere with us. So, uh, how much would this one run? Do you know how much this one runs? Um, oh, it was actually pretty cheap. I think it was like thirty something dollars. Yeah, about the 30. same as mine. Then is it yeah. round? Is yours round? It's like an octagon, octagon. shape. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. It's like a a polygon. Yeah, got it. Okay. There's so many of these now, and the thing is, I've tested. I've actually had some of these in the past. That the sound's been terrible. They're they're just tinny and chintzy sounding. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that the, the the sound is good. It's not as good as the Bose right. system I have. Yeah, uh, but that was hundreds of dollars too. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, so if you if you have a good system in the house, and you know, don't expect the same level of quality from your wireless remote speaker. Um, especially if you're someplace where your cellular sit, where you have to, um, you're downloading, you're actually streaming music. Like let's say you have Spotify mm-hmm. or Pandora and you're streaming, um, you know, the, the, the quality of the sound coming in through your network is going to be diluted and then it's going to hit the thing, hit the speaker as well. So just don't expect the same level of quality as the, as your good one, as your good speaker. So the big question is, do I sound good on it? I don't know. I haven't listened to our podcast <sighs> yet, but I guess I should. Jeez. <laughs> well, see, it's we listen to Spotify on Buck's phone because he subscribes to Spotify. Ah, uh, okay. So I guess I'll have to get the. Um, I'll have to have him install. All I care is that I sound good on it. That's all I care. Well, we'll have to have him install the, have ho- the horse radio it. app. Yes, so that we can it. download the shows and listen right. on his. I mean, we don't listen to our own shows mostly, so I don't. No. I understand. I understand. No. Well, very good. There, there's two suggestions for how you can listen to the show with a wireless speaker, and uh, that's about it for today. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We appreciate it. We appreciate you listening. And of course, you can get that app we were talking about on iOS or Android, the free Horse Radio Network app. Just search for Horse Radio Network. Stable Scoop is one of eight shows on there. It's free and it's easy to use. And where, of course, can be found at StableScoop.com. All of our past episodes. There's only like 20 episodes of each show on the app. To get the past episodes, you have to go to StableScoop.com and either download them from the website or listen to them on the website, all the way back to episode number one, eight years ago, coming up August 8th. And you can find Helena at? You can find me at FlirtingWithTheWorld.com. I spent a lot of time there doing a whole lot of who knows what. Um, but I also have a regular job. You can find me if you're looking for marketing work, uh, whether you're a small business or large, a sole proprietor, or you work for a company that doesn't have a marketing person, find me at sparkleandboom.com. Many thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate them as well. Equisketch and EasySignsOnline.com. That's it for this week. That was plenty, and it was a lot of fun. There will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs>